Hello, I'm Joshua. And I'm Mary, and welcome to From the Heart. Central Florida is widely known for its tourist spots and attractions, but many people don't know about its thriving arts community. We are excited to introduce to you talented and passionate artists who shape our arts community. How do they create and why? And how can Central Florida benefit from an even greater arts presence? On each episode, we'll meet guests who are influential leaders and artists who are truly making a difference. From the Heart. Hello, Mary. Hi, Joshua. <laughs> How, How are my you? Friend? Fantastic. Uh, we I'm, start a special series tonight. I know. It's so very exciting. We talked about this and we actually put it out on social media. We got blasted <laughs> with so many wonderful artists and oh, shows. I wish we could. very sweet. Wish we could have done everyone. All day, every mm-hmm. day. I really do. But we are excited to talk to uh, many shows that are happening at the Orlando Fringe Festival yes. coming up in May. May 19th. We are big fans of Michael and George who just left. We've had them on the show several several mm-hmm. times and to talk about the mission and the heart of the Fringe Festival. But we want to dive right in because we want to give uh, many shows an opportunity to talk about their art and their creativity and why we should come see, see that them. show. So just so you'll know, listeners, for the next few weeks, you'll be hearing shows on Fringe and uh, there's a plethora of them. There is a plethora of them. <laughs> we're starting with a really fantastic one and we're going to talk to the uh, creative geniuses and the directors and the performers from Quickies. Four plays of love, longing, and dot, dot, dot. You know. I don't know if I know, Mary. I think I'm getting too old to know. But still. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we have someone here who is willing to tell us yeah. all about it. In the studio today, we have Tracy Jane Smith, the writer of this of this show. Ryan Roberson, one of the actors. Rob Cunha. It's a Cunha. Cunha. The director. 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 The director. And the Melina K. Uh, who's also a performer, and Joshua Holt, who's also a performer in the show. We've so got welcome, two guys. Joshua's in the room. Joshua, represent. <laughs> Tracy, so this is your brainchild. Tell us all about how Quickies came to be. I'm going to probably just laugh that over that the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's four short plays um, over the course of an hour um, by an ensemble of four great players who play all the characters in all of the four plays. And it's all playful and flirty and fun, and they're very different stories um, from Scheherazade, a retelling, to a play about a guy bringing home his girlfriend, I mean, it's pets, to a perfectly innocent uh, play called Welcome to Intercourse. <laughs> awesome. And this really explores the unexpected ups and downs and love. And so why did you write plays or bring together short plays about, about that? Why is that important? Um, well, one of the things, like as a writer, you know, they say to focus on first to help you is is longing. Like, what does your character long for? And, you know, a lot of times that translates into <laughs> relationships. <laughs> so these aren't um, all romantic, um, happy endings, but they're certainly all based on that longing that we all feel. What was the art behind being able to write for, what, 15-minute plays? Um, well, it's actually fun to write a whole story with a beginning, middle, and an end, and a unique setting and unique characters, and just let them play together. And of course, the cool thing about live theater is that then you get to see it, and every performance, unlike a movie, every performance is different. Mm -hmm. So when Mary and I come and see Quickies, are we going to laugh? Are we going to cry? Are we going to feel lonely? What are we going to feel? You're going to mostly laugh. Good. (laughs) It's a comedy. Um... Actually, Welcome to Intercourse did debut at The Shakes uh, in January. Uh, Matt Palm did say of it, you know, the comedy mixes 
uh, coarse but not graphic sex jokes with an appealing sweetness. So I think that pretty much <laughs> describes the whole cookies. I love how you knew that by heart. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> good. you got to keep that you line, girl. Aren't you? I know. <laughs> so, Ryan, you're in, in the show. What, uh, what yes, do you play? Uh, I play a few different characters in multiple of the scenes. Um, I'm in three of the four. I play Mr. Cuddles, which was a, a cat. wonderful cat. <laughs> so you're a cat in this show. <laughs> yes, yes, you've I of, to play you've a cat. Heard of grumpy cat. He's <laughs> kind of like judgy cat. Oh, <laughs> yeah. judgy cat. So do you have a costume, or how do you do? You have whiskers. How do you play a cat? Um, well, our vision for the cat. Uh, He's wearing a tux. Yes, yeah, so my, my He's tux. A cool I cat. A sophisticated <laughs> cat. We love that <laughs> cat with a K. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. And so, why did you? You know, there's so many French festivals you can choose from to audition for and be in. Why did you? want to do uh, this play well actually uh, as Tracy had previously mentioned with the um, uh, playwrights roundtable test in January I was actually in uh, welcome to intercourse one of the scenes um, doing the show back in January uh, so afterwards she asked me like hey we're gonna be taking this concept and making a full-length thing out of it and I was like absolutely I want to be a part of that because I really liked working on that one it's a so clever, he's an Amish clever, gentleman and welcome to intercourse he plays an Amish man it goes from that to Mr. Cuddles the cat. <laughs> and just for our listeners, because I'm from the Northeast, yes. Intercourse is a city, mm-hmm. or, or not a city, it's a place yes. in uh, Amish country yes. of Pennsylvania. Yes, and, <laughs> and actually that play, a friend of mine texted me a picture of himself in front of the Welcome to Intercourse sign, and I said, get out, you just Photoshopped that, and <laughs> that kind of started me writing the play. That's so funny. So, Is Rob- it a family play? Can a family come? I mean, it's recommended 18 for adult innuendo, but okay. I, what I will say is like I'm perfectly fine with even my eight-year-old seeing it. Not that I encourage eight-year-olds, but there's a lot, it's all innuendo. Like okay. I don't, I don't drop any words I wouldn't want my kids hearing. It's all like adults get it, but you know, teenagers will probably get it. But you might, you might be uncomfortable next to your teen if you ha- if you don't talk about those kind of things. Sure, but they but wouldn't know. It's not explicit. Yeah. It's well, like they can you. go back when they're a little bit older and they're like, I didn't get those jokes. Now I do. <laughs> right. So you're listening to Rob, who's the director of the show. Rob, what are some really cool creative things that are going to be happening in, in this play? <clears throat> um, so uh, like Ryan was kind of touching on, um, we have um, some pretty cool costume options for our characters. Uh, the one, Meet the Pets, um, there are uh, two pets in it. However, our pets, um, like many of us, uh, our pets are like family, and so these pets are anthropomorphic people. Who are the pets? They are literally, in the reality of the play, uh, animals. However, in the magic of theater, they're people, uh, people pets. <laughs> and so we have a tuxedo for our tuxedo cat, uh, some nice uh, rough-and-tumble clothes for our puppy dog, um, and regular clothes for our You're listening to Magic 107.7 FM from the heart, and we're talking with the cast of Quickies. Um, Continue. Were there any discoveries in in rehearsals where uh, things changed because of something someone did? Uh, Yeah, and that's one of the coolest things uh, about directing, in my opinion. That's what I love about directing is that you you have, in fact, I I didn't get to audition many of these guys. I kind of received them. uh, I came in a little bit later in the game. Um, but I had worked with several of them uh, in the past, so I was really grateful to have uh, this ta- uh, cast of actors. And so when you get these people, you're not exactly sure what you're going to get, what exactly they're going to be able to do for you. You've seen them perform, you can see them do some stuff, but you don't really know what you're going to get given the context of the plays. And so that shaping, that that process um, 
is is the best for me. So it's it's really a collaborative effort. So I have the creative idea. I have these these things I want to get out, and I pass it on to the actors. But then it's right back. The actors are like, no, that's junk. Let's do it some other way. Mm-hmm. I will try it out, and if it's good, we'll keep it. If it's not, then I'll tell them right back it's junk, and we'll keep on moving on. We got to get the best product. So it's really a collaborative approach to this. Absolutely. You guys are all working together. Mm-hmm. So you have your own hats, but it's really a project that you're all 100%. working together on. Absolutely. What do you hope your audience leaves feeling or have, what's their takeaway? What would you like their takeaway to be? Um, ultimately hopeful. I mean, um, part of what I see a lot on Facebook, I see, you know, from my friends who are still in their 20s, which I'm not. <laughs> Obviously, mm-hmm. I have two kids. I'm just a mom. But, you know, I see behind the longing is a lot of like hopelessness, and despair. And in that moment, I remember what that's like when you think that this is the end of the world when a relationship ends or whatever. And um, I hope by showing kind of the best and the worst, there's kind of this catharsis of, yeah, you know, other people have suffered like this and other people have had things that did work out and things that didn't work out. And um, it's going to be okay. Mm. I love that. I want to feel feel hopeful. So maybe we'll go see quickies. So (laughs) what do you, Tracy, what do you, you said your mom, what do you do for your dirt when you're not in this play or writing a play? I'm a freelance copywriter. Awesome. Um, so I write words. <laughs> so it uh, fits perfect but for this. for like companies, but that's that's why when I'm writing for me, it's totally different because it's you're telling a story. And people respond to stories. I mean, the world from the beginning of time has been filled with stories. And if if you can find that element that's interesting and you realize that when you tell a story, it's everything's kind of already been told. So you're yeah. just mm-hmm. finding new characters and new ways of looking at things. Right. Mm. Ryan, what about you? What do you do? Um, I actually work... Uh, downtown for Morgan & Morgan. Cool. So you work for a law firm, but then you get to go play at the Friends (laughs) Festival. That's awesome. How about you, Rob? Uh, So I'm a a labs facilitator at Full Sail Labs. So imagine Full Sail except for kids. So (laughs) 7 to 17, doing all kinds of cool stuff. like A lab facilitator. So it's a teacher. Ah. We call them facilitators. Ah, I love that's that. awesome. Yeah, yeah, I've gone up and toured over that space. It's really great. I think that's one of the beautiful things about the fringe is that it's giving you know people, everyday people, an opportunity to create and to be on a stage and mm-hmm. to really and do the things that they love. So well, that's a great point. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if anybody like is like I was, I had never even been in a fringe show until last year. The year before was the first show, fringe show I ever saw because it seemed so complicated. Like I don't mm. know what that is. Like you have to get a button to go see a play. <laughs> um, so I would just say, you know, come come try fringe because it's really fun and you get the sense of the whole Central Florida arts community is there doing something. And we're and all united. there's also a beer garden, so yeah, that is, garden. does not hurt, <laughs> and right? A kids, yeah. And a kiss tent. There's a kids, whole area for kids' fringe. Yeah. So bring your families. There really is something for everyone. Now, we are a bring-your-own-venue at Breakthrough Theater of Winter Park, but we are going to have actually our own beer and wine selling and nice. food trucks. Nice. And um, free parking because people don't really want to give up their parking space. So where <laughs> will the parking the be at Breakthrough Theater? Um, you can park at Kiki's, which is, is right next door. Oh, because that's great. the Breakthrough parking lot will be filled with the food trucks. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like just make a night of it. There's actually seven shows that'll be at Breakthrough. Yes, it's Fringe. 419 West Fairbanks, everybody. Yep. And there's and seven not different. Too far. Yeah, seven different performances, mm-hmm. and at different times. So that if you want to go more late night or right after work, so <laughs> it starts on Friday, May 19th. And there's some 11.30 shows at night. There's some 6 o'clock shows. Yep. So really you can pick and choose which one fits and It's right near Park Avenue. Like mm-hmm. if you want to go to dinner, go to mm-hmm. the wine room after. Yeah. It's right there. It's yeah, perfect. so... so 
So have a date night and then have a quickie, right? <laughs> I mean, whichever you want first. Well, Am that's I allowed to, to say that first? What? I'm sorry you if did. I'm not. Joshua <laughs> did. I was waiting for the right moment and you just set me up. It was, it was very perfect. Was one, so Joshua. how can we get tickets to come see your show? Um, you can go on the Fringe website right now and the box office is open selling all shows. You can also find our Facebook page on um, Facebook, obviously. <laughs> what, what do you, what's it named? Uh, fr- uh, quickies at fringe quickies at fringe dot com no it's no, a facebook at page. Fringe, facebook, facebook okay page. yeah got it perfect got it. Yeah. so ryan what do you hope people you know you said uh they'll be hopeful mm-hmm. what what do you hope people will walk away from this oh with? my gosh that's such a difficult question as a performer <laughs> um i would like to see them uh leaving having experienced uh, just as much emotional catharsis as he possibly could, just like Tracy said. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. A lot of the scenes we've worked on through here have so many different um, emotional journeys. Each one is different in its own way. Some of them are more of a sad tone. Some of them are just hilarious. Well, really, just one is sad. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> just one of them is sad, but, but sad it's in there still. You want them to be on an emotional journey, huh? You yes. want them to experience all of it. How about you, Rob? So uh, I want them to laugh. These are <laughs> yes. almost all comedies. Um, uh, so ultimately, please... Please, please laugh. Um, but also, uh, what I really appreciate about these shows is the exploration of sexuality. It's not just sex shows. It's the exploration of sexuality. So um, I think what people can walk away with is um, perhaps a little bit more comfortability with sexuality. Um, also, we touch on a lot of feminism um, and uh, you know personal rights and human rights. So I think if you can get anything beyond the jokes, I think you can get uh, some, mm. some social. That's great. Uh, a reaction to it as well. If someone wants to get in touch with you with any questions, they just can do that on your Facebook page as well. There, or you can email me at charmingthemuse at gmail. Charmingthemuse at gmail.com. All right. Awesome. And you know, it, we talk about a lot uh, on this show about not doing art just for the for doing art's sake, but for the allowing doors of conversation to open mm-hmm. and to feel things. And so it sounds like Quickies is really hitting that nail on the head. Definitely. So go out and support the Orlando Fringe Festival and go out and support uh, Tracy and Ryan and Rob and Joshua and Melina. Yay, I said it right. <laughs> uh, and, and go and see Quickies and get tickets. They open again on the 19th, 19th of, May of May at the Breakthrough Theater. So go and support them. Go and support the arts. And guys, congratulations. congratulations. We hope your show sells out and you have Thank a blast you. while Hopefully doing we'll it. Hopefully we'll see you there. Coming up next, everything I know I learned from Ethel merman excited to hear about that show at fringe and then of course trading souls so stay with us we'll be right back on from the heart Welcome back to From the Heart with Mary Thompson Hunt and Joshua Vickery on Magic 107.7 FM. We just had such a fantastic time talking to the cast of Quickies uh, that's happening at the Breakthrough Theater at the Orlando French Festival. And this show is all about cool shows that are happening at the Orlando French Festival. And we're going to dive right into another show, Everything I Need to Know I Learned 
from Ethel Merman. Just that title alone just gets me so excited, uh-huh. Mary, I tell you. I love it. And we're going to meet Mickey Lehman. This is kind of a one-man show, and he's going to describe how, how that is. And then Ward Ferguson, who is the uh, who's the the accompanist and the music director and all that fun stuff. So, guys, welcome to the show. Welcome. Thanks for having us. Welcome. Thank you so much for having us. Yay. Yeah. So, tell us, Mickey, what... That's a long title. Get us into exactly what we're going to experience when we come see your show. Well, it was longer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what was it? We got to hear it now. <laughs> it, originally, the show was called um, My Real Mother's Name is Ethel Bernadette Patty Porter Sondheim. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, there's no way we're fitting that on a poster. <laughs> I like this one better. So no, I, I I went back and I, I looked at um, moments in my childhood and I said, okay, there's one person that's really kind of, I've admired that long and it was Ethel Merman. What sparked it? Um, when I was younger, I, I grew up in a Pentecostal household in the Midwest and it was in the late 80s, early 90s and um, I'm gay and at that time you weren't. It was not a place or a time that was safe for anyone to be who they were. And um, the entire show is sparked from a journal that I kept from the time when I was about 14 um, to the time when I was about 25. Um, And when my family found out that I was gay, um, they kind of shut down. Um, They didn't talk to me for quite a while. They moved my room to another part of the house. So they, really didn't have to interact with me, mostly my mother, um, because she was just kind of shocked um, as to what had happened. Um, I was being actually groomed to take over the family church. That was always what I was supposed to do. So this was a huge wrench in that plan. And so I, the whole point was she tried to find a way to get me away from the temptation, and God love her. Um, her answer to everything was putting me in uh, the local community theater because <laughs> <laughs> nothing says straight and narrow like musical theater. Who did she know? <laughs> so um, not That's only called karma. I know, right? Um, so my mother kind of pushed me further into discovering who I was, and with these incredible people that I, I wound up meeting. Um, I was exposed to Ethel Merman. Um, and in the new room in the house, there was an old record player with a whole bunch of, of records, and in them were some cast albums. And the first record I ever played was Ethel Merman and Gypsy. Mm. And it was this revelation of, oh my goodness, this is the mother I should have. <laughs> and from that moment on, I was just fascinated by everything she did. Um, her entire career, who she was as a person. Um, so, Mickey, if we, if, if our listeners don't have never heard the word Ethel Merman, who <laughs> I, who is she? <laughs> um, Ethel Merman is the quintessential first lady of Broadway. She has had more musicals written for her than anyone else. I believe she has thirteen shows that were written for her by some um, of the greatest composers. I mean, yes, Sondheim, mm-hmm. Julie Stein, Porter, uh, Cole, the Porter, Gershwin, Irving Berlin. Was I mean, Gypsy written for Gypsy Ethel Merman? Gypsy was written mm. for Ethel Merman. Wow. The based char- on a true story. Based on a true story. Mm-hmm. The character of the mother was actually a little bit different. They re- reshaped her for Ethel. Mm. 
because Ethel was a singer, not an actress. Mm. So they had to reshape that for her. Hello, Dolly was written for Ethel, but she turned it down (laughs) because she didn't care for it. And then she wound up doing it in the last of its Broadway run. She was the last Dolly on Broadway prior to any of the revivals. Um, Anything Goes was written for her. Annie, Get Your Gun. All of these incredible shows that are part of our musical theater history were her. So she's like the godmother of, yes. of, of Broadway um, she, music, musical theater. We owe her so much. And her voice, uh, there's a, a really funny story that was told. Uh, when she was younger, she actually got a really horrible case of tonsillitis. It made her, it made her a better singer. Really? So with the rest of us, we would just be, that would be it. It actually made her voice better. Fascinating. So this woman has the best luck of anyone in our industry. Um, and she had the most incredible life. So take us from that to what you've written. How did it get to this where you've written everything I need to know I learned from Ethel Merman? This show is all about um, life, love, and pursuing your dreams. And I take little pieces of her life and apply it to myself but also to situations that any of us could be in. Um, You know, I unfortunately just recently got out of a marriage um, that just, it wasn't working. And I used a lot of her, I listened to a lot, a lot of Annie Get Your Gun um, during that time because that music was about love. That, That it was, and everything that she did, she had four marriages and none of them ended well. And she never stopped believing that that love was worth it. Mm. Um, and she, she, her backstory was it's it's heartbreaking. She had two children, one of which um, overdosed um, on drugs mm. and passed away. Uh, one of her husbands committed suicide. Um, her, she was married to Ernest Borgnine for thirty two days. <laughs> I know. Um, (laughs) And I have some quotes in the show about their marriage. And I quite frankly don't know how they made it past the wedding ceremony because (laughs) they did not care for each other. And that was quite evident. So as part of your mission in this story, no matter who comes and sits in the audience, uh, first of all, they can resonate with something in the show. But is it kind of like this eternal optimist that, look, if Ethel can go through all these things, you can make it through whatever you're going through too or what Um, I made it through? I kind of had to sit down and and kind of pull things away and try and figure out what the central core of it was because there's so much that happens during the show, and this is what I got from it. If you look past the show tunes, you look past the gay storyline, the hints of drag that are in there, the show is about finding that one thing or person that pushes you to keep going. Mm. Mm. Um, It's that spark that leads you out of your darkest times and into a world that is so much brighter than you ever could have imagined. And it's about having the courage to find love, live the life you want, and chase those crazy dreams that nobody had faith in but you. It's about that thing that inspires you to hope. And for me, everything I needed to know, I learned from Ethel Merman. Wow, I I am going to see this. (laughs) Ward, why did you sign on to this project? You know, I'm sure a music director just coming back in town, right? You could have signed on to a lot of fun projects. Why this one? 
Well, um, uh, it was a chance to work with Mickey again. Uh, we haven't had the opportunity to do that in quite some time. We did a show together about 10 years ago before I left town um, and just recently returned. So I've been trying to get back into the swing of things. And uh, this was a great opportunity to work with an old friend, uh, help him tell his story. And the music, I mean, again, is some of the greatest, uh, we're doing, uh, some of the greatest songs in you know the Broadway lexicon. I mean, it's just the the music is fun. And as a technician, I get I love going into an original show because I can sort of help. You know, he tells the story, but I get to play with the nuts and bolts and how the the some of the pieces move. You know, craft some of the interludes and things like that. Which so I so can is you tell fun. us some of the songs we might hear? Is are we allowed to give that away? I, that we can give away a few. Uh, um, yeah. We are, you'll definitely hear, um, I got lost in his arms mm. from Annie, get your gun, mm-hmm. from Annie, get your gun. You will hear buddy beware from anything goes. Nice. You will hear before the parade passes by uh-huh. from hello Dolly. Oh, yeah. And you will hear a very belty version of everything's coming up roses. Yeah. Oh, nice. nice. Some, of the best, that one. some of the best, uh, <laughs> big, big, big songs in Broadway. She was a big, she was a big lady. She was a very large presence. Even though the show has a couple of pull at your heartstring kind of moments, we wanted to keep the music going. We mm-hmm. wanted to keep it upbeat. There are only two ballads out of the 10 pieces of music we're, we're using there are only two slower pieces. And there's dialogue between the songs, too. There it's, are. It's there a cabaret, are stories. basically, yeah. right? Yeah. There are stories. Um, there are stories about um, the loves I've had in my life um, and figuring out what love was. Uh, and Any stories of Ethel or how yours related to things she's gone through? She and I both had four relationships, <laughs> um, two of which worked out well, two of which did not. Um, there are... She and I both have the issue of having very colorful mouths. Um, <laughs> I sometimes tell off-color stories. Uh, a little bit pulled back from her, but she and I both have that um, going for us. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just there's so much about her as a person that people don't know past, oh, well, she was Mama Rose. She was Annie Oakley. She was this. They They don't take the time to see what's behind the, the passion actress. behind mm. her. Yeah. And wow. there was so much that, that, that there's so much drive that she had. Uh, she refused to hire a personal secretary through her entire career as a star. She did her own correspondence. She um, was a secretary before she made it big. And in between shows, she went back into being a secretary. Wow. Um, there's a clip when she was on the, I think it was the Johnny Carson show where she took shorthand and Dick uh, while um, Johnny Carson that's hysterical and she could still do shorthand I well well into her 60s mm-hmm. um, and she believed that those skills were just as important as being on stage yeah that mm. being on stage was a job and every single job that she had was as equally important it didn't matter if she was getting rave reviews in the press or she was just collecting to a do paycheck. it to the best of her ability. Yeah, wow. yeah. Such great life lessons just in that, right in there. That. So <laughs> what I'm thinking about this show is that people will come, they'll hear you sing, they'll be entertained, they'll hear your story, they'll also learn about Ethel Merman, and then they'll also get to have a little bit of empathy and compassion for what she went through and what you've gone through. I'm it's hoping a good show, and I'm hoping that people are able to pull away 
something that relates to them. I'm hoping that in the audience somewhere is going to be someone in their, their youth who's struggling um, or who has struggled, mm-hmm. who is going through what I went through. And it, I, I'm not going to give anything away, but it wasn't pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm hoping that they walk away knowing that um, not only does it get better, it gets pretty fabulous. Mm. Oh, I love that. Not only does it get better, it gets pretty fabulous. Well, that leaves it hopeful. So your show, Mickey and Ward, it opens on Wednesday, May 17th at 9.30, but you have shows at all different times and days. You even have a matinee-type show on Saturday the 20th, mm-hmm. and you're showing in the blue venue, which is which venue? It is the the Santo Stanton. Um, it's the Black Box Theater in the Shakes. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so orange is the really large mm-hmm. venue. Right next to that, near the restrooms, is the blue venue. Yes. So we're right near the main ticketing area. We're in a good spot. Do I'm you actually have a happy. Facebook page if people want to ask questions or come see anything? You can actually look up our show by the title, okay. or you can look it up by Cricky Productions. Um, that's the producing how entity. That, how is that spelled? C-H-R-I-C-K-E-Y. Cricky Productions. Mm-hmm. And um, we'll be more than happy to answer your questions. And they can Facebook everything I need to know I learned from Ethel Merman. Mm-hmm. Mary, we got to go see this show. I see Will this. you be upset if people sing along? No, <laughs> no, not, no, not at all. Um, I feel like you're going to have some people who are going to be singing along. I actually hope that people are so enthralled with what's going on that they lose themselves a little bit. Aww. I love that. Well, Mickey and Ward, congratulations, yes. you guys. You. We hope that it is a Thank fantastic you. run. Go check out Everything I Need to Know I Learned from Ethel Merman in the Blue Venue at the Orlando International Fringe Festival. We'll be there. So very cool. Thank you guys for Thank coming. You Thank you so much for having us. And uh, you stay tuned because we're going to come back and here about another French another festival. one Yay. it just keeps getting better <laughs> on magic 107.7 fm from the heart Welcome back to From the Heart with Mary Thompson Hunt and Joshua Vickery on Magic 107.7 FM. We are having a blast, Mary, talking to all these wonderful performers and creators and artists about the Orlando Fringe Festival. And we talked to the cast of Quickies and then we talked to the cast of Everything I Ever Needed to Know I Learned from Ethel Ethel Merman. Merman. What's your favorite Ethel Merman show, Mary? Uh, I think Gypsy because I was in it. Everything's Coming Up Roses? Uh, She she was amazing. She was amazing. So we're going to talk to, to three really awesome guys that we literally just yes. met. We can't wait to hear uh, all about their show. So on this segment, we have Joseph Gonzalez and Franco Colon and Justin Cortez from the show Trading Souls. Welcome, guys. Hey, it's nice to be here. Thank We're you. We're so glad you're on the show. So, Joseph, tell us all about this show, uh, a little bit about souls. the story and why you guys created this. Yeah, well, um, Trading Souls is about two college roommates who are completely different from each other. Um, there's Ben and Eli. Ben is um, 
he's very sheltered. You know, he's very innocent. Um, so he's really new to the whole college experience. Um, and Eli is pretty much the exact opposite. Um, and as soon as they meet each other, they butt heads and they immediately don't like each other. You know, they judge each other just based off of first impressions. And um, later in the show, they, they switch bodies, mm. um, which is fun because the actors have to play, you know, the complete other character. Is there is some great. mystical way that they, I, I don't want you to give it away if you don't want to. You're right, he's shaking his head. Don't tell us. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, 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 a, it's yeah. an interesting way how they switch. Oh, okay, yeah, well, it's an interesting. interesting way. We love yeah. it. So is this kind of like an Alpha Bud and Galinda and Wicked? Like as soon as they meet, they just can't stand each other? Or is there just a, we understand that there's differences between us. Yeah, no, pretty much. Just as soon as they meet each other, you can instantly tell the difference between them. Um, ben just starts off very, you know, lighthearted. You know, he speaks with a, with a sweet tone and Eli instantly, he's rough. He doesn't care. He's very arrogant. Um, and, you know, Ben tries to kind of uh, conform to that vibe, but they really cannot agree with anything. Mm. Yeah. So Franco, you wrote this show. Yes, I did. That's what were you so cool. thinking? Surprise. I don't know what I was thinking. We kind what, of decided last summer. What were you thinking? Why did you write this show with this plot line? Huh, I um, inspired it. Yeah, well, you know what? That's that's just the funny thing about creating. It's like you start writing and honestly, when we first started thinking of the show, we would have meetings and we would talk about what we wanted to write a show on and um it it started off different. It started off we you know, we wanted to do uh, like a social commentary we wanted to do something really dramatic and heartfelt um, but then it, it kind of just by itself almost turned into this story about we realized that in today's society like um, we, we need to we need to learn how to give people the benefit of the doubt um, we need to learn how to have some empathy towards people we don't necessarily understand mm. and so we thought what better way to um, express that than through not necessarily this dramatic story about these people switching bodies but this light-hearted comedy where you can still take away a nice message, but thoroughly enjoy yourself while you're doing it. I love that. Yeah. And so are you in the show as well? Yeah. I actually wrote the show with the intention of being in it. Uh, uh, you I, wrote yourself in. <laughs> right, I, right. I didn't want him to be in the show at all. I'm like, I'm not going to have anyone in this production company be involved whatsoever. But he um, uh, he was the perfect guy. Can you tell us who you play? Or Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I play Eli, Eli? initially. Um, because I do play Ben too. <laughs> um, and yeah, Justin plays uh, Ben initially. And then Eli. And so right. Justin, how did you get involved with these guys? And did you have a casting process? Like, or did they handpick you and say, you're the man for the show? How did that happen? Well, I mean, we've known each other, like we said, since high school. So, um, you know, one day they hit me and they're like, hey, we're having auditions and we would like you to join. And I was like, you know what? I'm not doing anything. Sure. Sure, I'll go and do it. So I did it and I got callbacks. We went through the whole night of callbacks. And at the end of the night, Joseph emails me and he's like, hey, I, we think you are great for Ben and we would love to have you come in. And I'm like, thank you. That's awesome. Aww. So is it a two-man show? No, we have a total of seven, nine, nine characters. I wrote it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we have, uh, and, and yeah, just a lot of fun characters in the show. Definitely a lot of fun supporting characters. Cool. Is it something a family can come to? No, it is, is it <laughs> no. a mature audience. Um, it's asterisk for what substance use, um, a language, language, adult, yeah. adult content. Yeah. content yeah. So yeah. Joseph, are you the producer? Uh, no, uh, our friend Hector Sanchez is uh, producing. Uh, he's a producer. Um, I'm just directing, but he just 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just directing. Just directing. Um, but yeah, Hector Sanchez is uh, is producing it. And so I'm curious, and Mary, you know this probably better than anybody. You've got the director and you've got the writer, but you also have the performer. How is that relationship? Have you guys had any challenges on deciding the, the creative direction as you start the rehearsal start to unfold? Um, well, at first, we, we kind of all butted heads. Um, <laughs> but I put a lot of faith into, into Franco. Um, I kind of let him have the reins. Um, and I, you know, I wanted to kind of get updated with, you know, the changes that he would make and stuff like that because it would be a collaborative process. Um, but I just let him do what he needed to do and we could just work on it afterwards. But we're kind of on the same wavelength. Um, and when it comes to like blocking and rehearsals and stuff like that, um, uh, Franco respectively, you know, lets me do what I need to do. But if there's anything, um, if there's anything that, you know, we need to, to work on, you know, he can, um, we just agree on what's best for the show. Cool. Yeah. You're listening to Magic 107.7 from the heart. Mary Thompson Hunt here with Joshua Vickery and these three talented men. Uh, this place sounds really good. Thank you. What are your hopes for for the outcome of it? What do you want our audience, your audiences to leave having as their takeaway? And what do you hope to take away having done it? Start with you, Franco. Uh, yeah. you, you know what? I think <laughs> this is... First of all, I'd like to mention this is the first time any of us have done anything like this. Um, but I mean, we're we're artists and we love creating, and you know, we're just kind of putting this out there with our goal of sending this little message, um, saying you know, just give people a chance. Um, but we also want we're curious to see the result. We we um we want people to see the show and and. Um, see like all the hard work we put into it. Um, we've been working on the show for nine months now. Mm. Um, so this has been almost a year process. And wow. um, yeah, we're just, we're excited to show the community what young artists can do in Orlando, um, that there are young artists out there that are motivated and still creating here. So. And this was your first time going into the Fringe Lottery and you got picked? Yeah. We're, go ahead. Uh, sorry, we're, we're actually um, at a sorry, Bring Your Own Venue. Okay. Um, so we're doing the Orlando Breakthrough Theater Winter Park. Great. Um, nice. Yeah, the Breakthrough Theater Winter Park. That's where we're going to be at. And it's the perfect setting for our show. Great. Yeah. And I'm so you so open on you. Thursday, May 18th. That's right. <laughs> and you have uh, seven different shows. And they're at different times. Some are in the afternoon. Some are late at night. Mm -hmm. So you really, uh, audience listeners, you can really pick the day and the time that works for you right. uh, in May. And so uh, I want to just, just stop on the word empathy for a second, because I love that you use that word. You're a young artist, but this is kind of <laughs> deep. You're really trying to, to help your audience find something here. Right. Uh, why is the word empathy important, Joseph, in this play? And why is it just important for us to have empathy in general? Uh, well, especially in, in this time um, with everything going on in the news today and just how people treat each other, I think it's really important to really... Um, to really understand and not be so close-minded on what you believe in and accept that everyone how everyone else has their own way of living and you know their beliefs and that it's it's not really you don't have to accept just it's really important to understand mm. and that with understanding um, comes a lot of positivity like love and um, and just unity uh, just just understanding what someone is going through or what someone um, just I guess 
Yeah. You said it. You said yeah, it. Yeah, that's pretty much, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So what's next for you guys? I mean, we we got this the, the play coming up in a month, and then mm-hmm. it closes. Are you on to the next adventure? Are you already writing the next thing? I mean, what do you think, Franco? Yeah, you know, well, I think we are... Um, we're definitely going into Fringe and going, all right, let us see what happens. What do we need to improve on? We're, we're going to um, learn from Fringe and figure out like how exactly this whole process has been for us, what we can improve next time. Um, and yeah, I think uh, we're definitely going to start uh, writing more shows, maybe producing some shows that have already been written and doing some acting and um, yeah, just putting on putting on like some fun stuff company here between the acting and the directing the writing it sounds like you could have a lot going on especially if you keep with this kind of theme because i think the world needs it right now yeah i really do and i even love that trading souls was not just <laughs> i mean you know the devil on tundra really works there yeah right? yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah it really does yeah. That. well we realized uh, i was able to help produce a, a, a wonderful concert called beautiful together uh, at the Dr. Phillips Center, uh, we brought together 60 arts organizations after the unfortunate Pulse uh, tragedy happened. And what we realized was that there wasn't a whole lot of established um, Hispanic arts organizations and from that culture. And that, and so there's kind of a resurgence of that right now of young men like you guys uh, that are saying, hey, we're going to create something and we're going to make a difference and we're going to take a stand about different things. I just think it's awesome. And I really applaud, I really applaud what you're doing for sure. And we hope yeah, to thank connect you. you with them. Yeah, we'll yeah. connect you to this budding arts network that's happening yeah, uh, that you guys that. can be a part of. So uh, May 18th, it opens, 7 o'clock, Trading Souls. Do you have a Facebook page? Yes, we do. Magnaverum Productions on Facebook. One more time. Magnaverum Productions. Right. Spell that for us. Magna and then Verum, V-E-R-U-M. That's right. Magnaverum Productions. That's Very right. cool. Right. And so, guys, what um, is there anything else that you want to tell us about the show before you go? Uh, yeah, this show is is um it's different it's 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 different than your average straight play uh we have music um composed by uh the extremely talented christopher robinson um just to kind of uh live played live no it's it's gonna be um Mm -hmm. just uh on his like computer but um we thought you know if it works with 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 like film and TV and stuff like that to have like a soundtrack oh, wow. and like an orchestra yeah. in the background, you know, maybe it might work for, you know, live theater. Um, so we're, we're currently working on that and, you know, trying to make it, trying to make it, um, trying to make it work. But we think it's, it's really going to help the, uh, the emotion of, of our story and, and kind of uh, accentuate, you know, what we're trying to, what we're trying to make music it. makes everything better. That's for sure. Yeah, that's yeah, Justin, yeah. anything else you want to tell us about the show? Um, it is beautifully written. I, I just have to say, uh, the first time we read through the entire script, I was taken away by the the end message and just everything. So I think this is just a, a beautiful piece of art just to go see, because the the just the characters they're not like your normal characters that are written in, in usual plays. You know what I mean? So I just want to say, you three totally inspire me and give me hope for our future <laughs> listeners. They're young. They're bright. They're Hungry to do this art and share it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. yeah, yeah. Franco, so the man who wrote it. Anything else you want to talk about? Oh, uh, you know what? Um, <laughs> it's uh, we're just excited to show what we've done here. Um, the show is it's it's written in a way that's not you know making the characters so caricature-y. We're trying to write real people on stage. That's what mm. we're all about. We just mm. want to tell these truthful stories that are still entertaining and still make you want to sit there and go like, wow, that reminds me of me or that reminds me of someone. 
Um, we want people to walk away with their um, with their thoughts with the show and go home and think about them. We just want people to just think about our show. Um, so we're excited. Yeah, we're excited to show it show it off to the community. Awesome. So tickets yeah. are only ten dollars, and you still, even though you're at the breakthrough, you still have to get the fringe button, right? Right, and they'll right. be sold at the at the breakthrough. Okay, okay. Right. very cool. And where can we find uh, you guys on Facebook again? That's Magna Verum Productions. Magna Verum Productions. Awesome. So go out and support. Uh, Justin and uh, Joseph. Joseph and Franco, Franco. and all the inti- the rest of the cast. You guys want to give a shout out to anybody else in your cast? Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's so many people. Uh, Arius West, uh, he's amazing. Um, uh, who else? Uh, Robert Cunha. Uh, I think he was on earlier today. He's <clears throat> he's he's, <laughs> he's great as well. Um, Voice crack. <laughs> uh, who, uh, this is your acceptance speech. You got yeah, it. No, I know. <laughs> this is, I, I was not prepared for oh, this. Oh, he's so mom like and daddy. Uh, Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, um, my best friend in third grade. B J Clinton and. Um, uh, Mexita Rodney, um, everyone's everyone is is great, and they're the great team, uh, great helpers. They're they're just I'm so grateful to have them in the show and to be involved in this this process. Awesome. I'm, I'm yeah. hoping we'll have a chance to be able to go too. I hope yes, we come will on. Maybe we'll be able to yes. go together. Now that's going to happen. We're going to want to see all. Her. We're going to want to see everybody. <laughs> wow. show, but this yeah. one, I love. I love I the know, story behind it. I really do. Well, guys, congratulations Thank and you. kudos Thank to you. all three of you. Keep up the great work. Hope that this is only the first of many shows and plays that we'll see uh, from the three of you. And Mary, as always, it's a pleasure, a pleasure. chatting with you. And, and we have more weeks of fringe. We have more weeks of friend shows. So <laughs> thank you listeners for joining in and listening to us on this Sunday night. And a go and check out Trading Souls and Quickies and everything you ever needed to know I learned from Ethel Ethel Merman. (laughs) Join us back next week on From the Heart, Magic 107.7 FM.